Welcome to the Advisor Talk podcast channel. This is Nick Stewart, CEO and Authorised Financial Advisor at Stewart Group. On today's episode, I'm going to talk about the dividend strategy. For decades, dividends have proved a steady and strong source of income for many investors, especially retirees. But as publicly traded companies face a steep decline in revenue due to the COVID-induced economic downturn, they are forced to cut dividends and suddenly the dangers of a concentrated portfolio with dividend stocks are laid bare for the investors. So in today's episode, I'm going to talk about why it is important to rethink your retirement income strategy as more firms cut or suspend dividends. The COVID-induced economic downturn is taking a toll on a very popular source of income for retirees, namely dividends. A dividend is a payment from a company to a shareholder who has invested in the shares of that company. Publicly traded companies that offer dividends usually pay them on a fixed schedule and the amount given out to shareholders is based on the company's profit and underlying performance. The eligible shareholders will receive the dividends in the form of cash or occasionally additional company shares. Generally, a company's ability to pay a dividend is a sign of good corporate health. Dividend stocks are a staple of every income investor, and they can play an important role in any portfolio, regardless of age and financial circumstances. Particularly in recent years, as term deposits yielded next to nothing, dividend-paying companies offered some relief to investors, both in terms of capital growth and stable dividends. But living off dividends in retirement is becoming an uncertain strategy especially in the current economic environment marked by a pandemic economic upheaval companies announcing profit warnings on the backdrop of extremely low bond yields analysts say dividend payments are going to decline sharply this year they could drop by as much as 30 percent or more globally in a similar fashion to what was seen during the global financial crisis or as we commonly refer to it as the GFC. Now, during the GFC meltdown in 2008-2009, major companies in the world slashed or eliminated dividend payments. Now, these companies were known for consistent, stable payments quarter after quarter for literally decades. Now, despite their legacy, many of these dividends were cut. The pressure to cut dividends is because lower profits make dividend payments less affordable. And globally, some governments want larger firms, particularly those larger firms that were sought support from the government during COVID-19, to cease dividends and preserve their cash and capital reserves. Now, many companies will still remember the backlash against the bank bailouts in 2008 through 2010 and worry about being seen to be paying out millions, if not billions, during the crisis. It is important to understand that the dividend payments promised to shareholders are always based on a business as usual with strong profits, which is not exactly what's happening right now or in the foreseeable future. Currently in the U.S., as the pandemic continues to rage, many companies are dealing with heavy revenue losses and are being forced to cut expenses. In March, the cuts announced by U.S. companies 
have reduced the total expected dividends from the S&P 500 companies this year alone by 10 billion US dollars, or in local terms, 17.5 billion dollars Kiwi. As per a recent report published in May 2020 by CNBC, 203 companies this year have reduced or suspended their dividends. 44 of those are on the S&P 500 index. And that number could be growing forward with the economic uncertainty ahead. In New Zealand, analysts say the dividend hit is evident over the next 12 months based on the cash reserves reported by companies in February 2020. So it is very much possible that dividend investors can fall into the trap of hindsight bias if they are not careful and sufficiently diversified. To name but a few New Zealand companies with cancelled dividend payments are Auckland Airport, Tourism Holdings and Fletcher Building. Closer to home, Napier Port's board decided against paying an interim dividend, citing short-term impacts and long-term risk associated with COVID-19. In the banking sector, the Reserve Bank can post an indefinite dividend ban on all New Zealand banks, including the Australian-owned banks ANZ, BNZ, ASB and Westpac with their local subsidiaries, many of which are widely held by investors in New Zealand. During this current crisis, many listed companies including Auckland Airport, Kathmandu, Sky TV, The Warehouse and Vista Group have raised fresh equity to strengthen their balance sheets. One example is Sky City announcing on Wednesday its plan to raise $230 million in new equity. Now for dividend-focused investors, a capital raising at a discount to the share price would be the last thing on their mind. Their strategy is one of receiving cash and not parting with it. On the other hand, investors not partaking in a capital raising may experience a dilution of their shareholding. For example, the New Zealand Rugby Union's 5% shareholding in Sky TV has shrunk from $22 million just after they inked their five-year broadcast deal to $4.2 million now. A substantial decline in their investment after not participating in the recent capital raising. So it is very much possible that dividend investors can fall into the trap of hindsight bias if they are not careful and sufficiently diversified. Dividend stocks through their nature are typically not growth focused because a company that is growing fast and aggressively will not want to part with cash flow and will instead want to retain that capital to grow. Therefore, dividend stocks are typically termed as value stocks rather than growth stocks. There are periods of time where growth stocks will outperform value stocks. So when an investor focuses purely on a dividend play or dividend strategy and they put themselves into the value asset class and therefore if growth stocks do particularly well, as they actually have in the post-COVID environment, the dividend investor doesn't receive the same amount of capital appreciation that they would have had they owned a broadly diversified portfolio. We always consider that proper diversification is one of the golden standards of an investment portfolio. If an investor goes all in on dividend stocks for retirement, he or she would be concentrating entirely on one asset class or investment style. And investors need to understand how much risk they're willing to tolerate and the rate of return that can reasonably be achieved.
While each of us will ultimately reach different conclusions and different asset allocations, we all have common goals to maintain a reasonable quality of life in retirement, sleep well at night, and not outlive our savings. Lastly, with any decision, be sure your financial advisor is looking after your best interest and disclosing total fees and the fine print of the investment strategy you are considering. The information provided or any opinions expressed in this podcast are of a general nature and should not be construed or relied on as a recommendation to invest in a financial product or class of financial products. You should seek financial advice specific to your circumstances from an authorized financial advisor before making any decisions. A disclosure statement can be attained free of charge by calling 0800 878 961 or visiting our website www.stuartgroup.co.nz